All right, welcome back to another episode with Coach Stacy and Coach Matt. How's it going, everyone? Yep, it's a late night session for us. Yep, late episode today. Yeah, and I think what we're going to talk about today is something most teams could probably relate to, mm-hmm. but they don't talk a lot about it, right? Yeah, I think it's a, um, this, this topic is like something that could really mess up a team, and I think a lot of teams probably go through. Yeah, and then that's basically talking about toxic teammates, yeah. you know, dealing with a toxic teammate and all the aftermath or even how to deal with those type of situations. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're going to talk first about, we're going to talk about like some signs of, of some toxic teammates in the locker room. I think we've all had them on our teams, whether coaches knew about it or didn't know about it. I'm sure all our listeners that are players have dealt with a toxic teammate. Or might even have a toxic teammate right now. You mm-hmm. know? So we're going to touch on those things and then um, just talk about some ways that we would recommend dealing with um, those situations or toxic teammates and um, maybe how Stace and I have dealt with it in the past. Yeah. On our past teams. All right. So I think you looked up some of the signs, right, Matt? Yeah. And what would you say? Should we just go through all the signs first and then maybe touch base on some of them? Yeah, yeah. So Stacy and I, we, we looked at some stuff online just to get, like, a good reminder of certain things and seeing if it applied to our, to, like, what we experienced. Mm-hmm. And some s- these are some signs of a toxic teammate in, on your team. It's going to be a gossiper or gossip. They gossip. Um, pouting or complaining teammate. Uh, teammates with, like, bad body language. Um, negative reaction to adversity um, a teammate that's playing victim and then the last one's going to be like a, a teammate that like makes a lot of excuses yeah I think it could be a, a teammate that has a mix of those mm-hmm. traits or it could be a specific one but overall I know in coaching it it's really hard to deal with it sometimes because Sometimes a player doesn't even understand like what they're, they're doing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are what are some ways that you've experienced it or you you've seen firsthand on your teams? Yeah, um, like well, all these signs. I think like if any of these signs are on your team, it's already like a red flag or something that could be detrimental to your team success. You know. Yeah. Like there are teams I guess that have gone away with it and they were able to win still with some of these issues, but. You know, I think it really takes the the joy out of it. I think it really ruins players' experience. You know, like we've had that firsthand states where like it ruined the game for mm-hmm. some girls. You know, or, or even guys. for us as yeah. coaches. It makes it worse for us for coaches. It's hard to coach a team that has um, players that that have some toxic traits. Um, I mean, I feel like I've actually experienced all this in the really? last ten years. Yeah. On oh my teams. yeah, you know that's very true because. Yeah for the number of years that we've been coaching, right? It might be dif- different each season, mm-hmm. right? Or we might see something that's happened in the past, yeah, like reincarnate with future teams. Yeah, I think we've seen types of players come, come and go again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like the first one states like gossip, a gossiping girl or guy, girl, team you know, player. It's That's probably the, one of the most common ones. Right, like gossiping. Uh, I mean, I remember, you know, I've, I've had players where, like, um, you know, and it might not even be, might even be about volleyball, but they're gossiping about, like, stuff in school or, like, outside of the game, maybe something personal about that girl or another teammate. Um, I feel like gossiping could also just be, like, starting some drama, making up stuff. Usually a lot of it's, like, not even true. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you have any, do you remember anything like specific? If I if I look back in some of my teams, like I've noticed when my teams gossip mm. about a certain person on the team, yeah, that's where it starts to divide mm-hmm. the team. You know, because then you have maybe some people that are talking about it, like having to choose a side, oh, right? Yeah. Or then there's the people that maybe they don't even know what's going on. And they're out of the loop, and then it's like, oh, I feel left out, you it's know. Creating clicks. Yeah, and yeah. like, 
those clicks once they're formed it's almost really hard to like try and break them or how do you how do you get them back to to be together you know yeah some gossiping is like um it's kind of like uh sending the wrong message sometimes like things get mistranslated you know like maybe your girl's you know one one teammate's upset and then another teammate's gossiping saying like oh she's mad about this or yeah, and it could be this. the it could be the wrong thing. And in reality, the other girl was just having a bad day, and she had no, you know, didn't say anything about anybody. But I feel like some players sometimes the reason why they get into the gossip because you know it's kind of for some people it's exciting, like oh what she say, you know, and like they get in on it. But yeah, I've had teams where like you know there's two sides, two clicks. Maybe there's some gossiping going around, or even two girls, right? And then like there's always like a quarter of the team that doesn't know what's going on yeah that's not part of it and they're like what what's going on you know and like i feel like this gossiping is usually happening when like in the locker room after practice like you know like before a game right after a game mm-hmm. i mean even gossiping with their parents or their parents gossiping with their child like it's just a negative thing that i feel like we don't need on teams you know like, yeah I think one of the worst things too is when it's involving relationships like mm-hmm. with a significant other. Yeah. You know, sure. or it's, you know, oh, maybe two girls like the same guy or two guys like the same girl type thing and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, you hear things or you you maybe spread rumors to make someone look bad. Like that's very toxic within yeah. a team. I think all that needs to not be brought you know, to the team. Um, shouldn't it be done in general. I mean, high school is high school, right? Let's say this is high. And this can happen in college too, obviously, anywhere. But I feel like, you know, that could really create problems. Um, and people need to, like, honestly, just mind their business, you know, mind their business. And, you know, why does it have to get, why does it have to become a problem for the team? Right. Why is it brought into the locker room, you know? Um, but in general, I think gossiping is not good in general. It's just negative. If you don't have anything good to say to people about someone, like, why are you saying it, right? Like, exactly. And, I mean, how would you feel like, what would you recommend on how to deal with that? Like, I think, you have a teammate. You know, like, personally, I do feel uncomfortable when, when like, people are trying to spread things mm-hmm. when I don't even know if it's fully true or that person didn't or tell me directly. So it's like, why why do I want to put myself in that situation? So mm-hmm. that's that's just my personal opinion. And if I were to give any type of advice, I'm, I would tell people, you know, be honest yeah. with each other. And then if there is an issue, it's most recommended to just go directly to that person instead of, oh, let me go talk in so, to so-and-so about it or this yeah. other person when you're avoiding, like, the root of whatever it is, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I would recommend, like, if it was me and I had a teammate trying to gossip to me, I would just be like, like, if I don't want it to grow, I'm going to just hear them, but I won't really respond. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like people that spread gossip to you, they trying to get, like, you to get on board or trying to get you to jump in on it, and I'll just be like, oh, okay, you know? Or, you p- or kind of be like, oh, how do you know that, you know? Like, kind of, like, question it a little bit. But I think, like, if you're a leader on a team and someone's gossiping to you, you should shut it down. That's true. And just be like, yo, like, you know, like, like kind of like. That's not the right thing. Yeah, it depends on what they're even saying, but it could be like, dude, it's not, you know, it's none of your business. Or it's kind of like, you know, like, just shut it down and just tell them, like, we don't need that, you know? Like, it's tough, though, like, for people to call out other people, but that's what I would do right now if I had a teammate. Like, and I, if I want, if I want it to not affect my team, then. I gotta say something. Yeah, know? that's true. But like you said, it's, I think it's um, it's better to communicate and put things. The, the mature thing to do is to put it on the table and have a mature conversation between you know if it's you and another player, right? If someone you heard someone say something or you think someone said something about you, whatever. Like let's you know the mature way to do it is communication and maybe do it in a good setting, you know, with coaches or other captains or something, right? But definitely not let it ruin the team or mess up the team. Um, what's the next one, Stace? Uh, I think our next one is pouting and complaining. Oh, man. So this one happens all the time for sure, right, at all levels. 
I think the biggest one is complaining about playing time. Yeah, play time is obviously probably the number one. The number one issue is going to be playing time and complaining about it. Uh, I mean, we've all experienced this. Like, yeah, it's, you know, they're not playing. They're not, or they, they don't have the role they want. And they just complain to the other bench player next to them or something, right? Like, that happens all the time. I've seen it. Like, I've had a team where our team almost became divided because it was, like, girls who played and then the starters, and they kind of made a click. Like, I had some players that were on my bench before, like, create a little group. Mm-hmm. And then that's where they would they would complain to each other, you know, and vent. And, you know, <coughs> just... Like I said, it created division on our team. Um, but in, in other cases, it could be, like, just complaining about, like, the game, what happened in the game, you know, or a hitter complaining about their sets or the setter complaining about the pass, things like that. And, you know, I feel, like I said, on a team, you really want to avoid, like, negative, like, uh, feelings and a negative vibe and... I mean, I feel like it's di- it could be different than, like, venting, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I also think that, you know, when players complain about their coach, mm-hmm. like, that, to me, it's like, why are you going against what the coach is saying? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, what does that tell whoever you're complaining to mm-hmm. about, especially if it's another teammate, parents, and stuff like that? Like, yeah. that's just creating a divide, you know? Or it makes people, like, question then, you know, wh- what – what is it that the coach is doing that you're yeah. complaining about? And then maybe not even see what, where the coach is coming from yeah. and making these assumptions, you know? Yeah, I think, like, you know, I've been on both ends. Like, the, I think I've, I've complained before. You know? Yeah. Also, like, I don't know about pouting, but I know, like, when I was in high school, a lot of us, you know, at, at first we didn't really like our, our, um, our coach at mm-hmm. the time. And I think reflecting now, it's more about we didn't understand. Yeah. You know, and we were young and immature, let's be, you know, to be real. But, yeah, we used to complain, like, about this or practice or, you know, what, what the strategy was, right? But a couple years later, after becoming coach, like, honestly, yeah, we were just young and immature, right? And we didn't understand where he was coming from, let's say. You mm-hmm. know? But I've also had, like, people complain to me, you know? Like, I've had players that played for me, maybe they, they go to a different school, in the high school, or I've had, like, my alumni who are playing in college, and they complain about, you know, that they're venting to me about the, you know, and usually, like, I feel like I, for me, I had to deal with it if I had someone complaining to me, like, <clears throat> they gave me be a teammate complaining to me, or in this case, like I said, maybe another player that, that, that doesn't play for me for high school complaining to me or, maybe, or something like that. It's like, well, I, I listen first, but then I try to ask them, like, kind of dig dig into it. Like, why? Why do you think that? And, like, I remember for sure, like, if I have a, a player or one of my alumni or one of my, you know, my former players complain to me about something like that, like, say they play time, first thing I'm going to ask is, like, are you grinding in practice, you know? How are you in practice? Like, is this person beating you out in practice? Like, before you even say the coach doesn't like me or whatever, be real with yourself. Like, are you being beat out in practice? The first thing I'm asked, like, do you even go to practice? You know what I mean? Like, oh things my like gosh, that. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask all that first, and then I'll, you know, then go to the next thing. Okay, well, are you doing this right? Like, are you playing the right way and whatever? Because I, I feel like sometimes people that complain, I mean, like I said, could just be venting. They just want to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's definitely like a line, though. You know, yeah. like a boundary where it becomes venting, and then complaining mm. that affects the team you know yeah, yeah. um but it's i like, think yeah. go ahead. i think like i, I want to say i remember my freshman year mm-hmm. you know there's a girl on the basketball team on varsity she wasn't getting a lot of playing time right she was a senior and senior night she got her playing time mm-hmm. you know and then we're getting ready for playoffs and i remember she complained and I forgot exactly what happened, but it almost jeopardized Logan going to NCS. Yeah. And, like, I think it was basically complaining that 
an under or not even an underclassman like just someone younger than her was getting more playing time than her but she wasn't as good mm-hmm. if i'm being honest she wasn't as good as the starter yeah so she had no i would say like no backing for it but just because you know there's that entitlement and all that yeah. that she she was obviously like projecting it was almost like a season killer for yeah. us and i remember being a freshman i'm like man like that's so selfish like that's like we have a chance to make a run like a historic run and you're gonna do that like that's not cool yeah no yeah i think um when i used to play in high school yeah like you know like i said i'm cool with everybody mostly on my team before and like obviously like it was like a bench player maybe complaining about this and sometimes like say they're complaining about opportunity i get an opportunity blah blah blah. but like you know for me i'm just trying to be a good friend still like okay hear, hear them out but like i said i didn't really say anything like i didn't agree or disagree in a way but i'm telling you it really could mess up the team like i had a teammate before super negative like and uh just like had a negative dark vibe you know what i mean like yeah. no energy like me and my other friend would come into practice like oh you know excited right let's go and then like he would just be like sad you know what i mean kind of like a mood killer yeah mood killer like we tried to crack jokes and he'd just be like sad you know what i mean and like negative and like damn like and honestly it made us like not really want to like be near him yeah because you're killing the vibe you know what i mean and i mean what someone like tell me when did complaining ever get you anywhere anyway and if it did you didn't earn it you know you didn't deserve it like i had a club teammate once like i mean i think like he wasn't playing that much in the beginning and i only found out because my other teammates were like talking about it and they're like he like had a meeting with the coach with his parents probably complaining about playtime or something and then like it so happened like he started playing a little more you know mm-hmm and I mean, I think what it does to your, to the pl- like, your other teammates could see you differently now. Yeah. Because your parent complained, or because you com- you're complaining, and now in my eyes, I feel like if you're a player, let's say you're trying to get more play time. I- if you complain and then you get play time, it kind of d- discredits your work, because now people are gonna think you just you're just playing because you complain. Mm-hmm. Or your mom complained or whatever. So for me, I feel like if some if a bench player gets playtime or you know creates a larger role, y- you want it to be because of you, because of the hard work you put in the court, you know, not because you complain, you know. But um, anything else want to add on to like pouting or? I think it kind of ties in with our next one. Yeah. Just the body language, you body know, like kind of you you spoke about it with your teammate that was kind of like a mood killer, mm. right? I think. It could be like the body language plus maybe the effort that they're putting or not putting that sets off like uh like why aren't you trying hard enough you know or you're mm-hmm. not showing it um i think that plays a, a huge factor you know yeah like i think body language i mean it's important everywhere at all levels you know what i mean like especially if you're trying to get recruited today like mm-hmm. coaches college coaches that's one of the biggest things they look at is like body language on and off the court even body language like how you sub out yeah or, or you make like a mistake you know? i think uh one of the interviews we've talked about before was when coach gino oriema from yukon yeah he talks about you know how are the kids on the bench reacting mm-hmm. you know like and you know i never thought about it but when you see a bench that's like so hyped up and like being there for their team yeah. like it just gives off that really good energy but when you have like teammates that don't participate in that it's so easy to single it out and then it's it, it's a it's almost like an eyesore when you look at the yeah. bench you know i mean i know in that that um that video from gino mm-hmm. he didn't he mention like at yukon they put a camera facing the bench only yeah like they have cameras facing obviously all the angles but he has a specific camera facing the bench and then he watches that like after games right to see like who has bad body language and stuff mm-hmm. 
And like then he was saying like if you if you have bad bar language, he's never gonna play you. He's not gonna put you in the game. Yeah. You know? And this is like the number one women's basketball college team in the country, right? Mm-hmm. In like UConn, and they're still one of the top in the country. And the fact that he emphasizes body language at that level with some of the best players and like some of the best WNBA players come from UConn, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like I said, it me- it's a really important thing. I think players don't understand that, especially if they want to get recruited. Mm-hmm. Like I had a player before, um, talented, athletic, right? Had good intentions, wanted to win, of course, and all that. But man, had bad body language, you know, like. And sometimes they're very like, you know, when like they swing their arms a lot. You know, like um, when the turnover in basketball or an error in volleyball and the way their body moves and like right after you can tell they're upset. Yeah. From like you don't have to hear anything. You see and like they're very animated. Their arms are swinging, whatever. You know. But when they could use that to just, I know for basketball, I'm like, who cares? Like get back or like hustle back or get it back. Like. Some I people think complaining that's complaining like after a turnover. Yeah, or they'll go to the ref or they'll look in the yeah, stands, you yeah. know, like oh and it's like just play the game, you know. That really like I said, if you're trying to get recruited, that is something you have to fix because you know, it really does show your character if you have bad body language, you know. Yeah, and I think that ties into the next one, you know, negative reaction to adversity mm-hmm. with just, you know, maybe things aren't going the way in a game and all that and how do you react to that do you place blame on others right yeah and it's it's kind of like or do you take up you know your mistake you mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable yeah i think with negative reaction to adversity like and with body language it goes hand in hand because like it's like um when things are going bad you just drop your shoulders mm-hmm. they drop their head down and then it just the game's not even over yet, maybe, right? Like, it could just be the first set or maybe halftime for basketball, whatever. Like, and then think about what that, how that, like, ruins it for your team. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're ruining the energy. Like, honestly, the body language and the negative vibe, it really spreads to your teammates around you, you know? And the opposite. If you have good energy, great body language, positive, like, that, that sparks other team your other teammates you know yeah i think i was at a middle school game a volleyball game mm-hmm. and one of the kids missed a serve right yeah gets subbed out and goes to the bench and starts crying oh and God. i'm like what are you doing like yeah. you know we we have to focus on just either getting the side out right and you know i get it you know you're still young maybe mm-hmm. not used to that pressure and stuff but I think it's important to learn how to control your emotions, yeah. you know, because how you react to certain situations like can define things. And, you know, as a coach, when if I had a player that was like that, I would really question, like, how am I going to help them get out of that mindset? You yeah. know, or even if it was my teammate, like, how do I get them to refocus on? All right, let's go. Like, don't worry about it. Shake it off. Right. Yeah, I think, um, like, for for coaching, I remember when I'm coaching as another team and I see a girl over there getting frustrated because, obviously, her body language is, like, the only way I'm, I'm reading it. We serve at that girl. Yeah. We go after that girl. Like, we put more pressure on that girl because, she, well, she's obviously frustrated, you know, because she's showing it. And I could see, I've seen teams that we've played against, like, fall apart in the middle of the game because of, like, bad body language and, like, players becoming negative you know mm-hmm. what I mean? like or even how they react to the refs right yeah. or with a call and you could tell already like their emotions are high mm-hmm. you know and that's like another way to like kind of just target the other team yeah, you know another thing is like um if you look at the best players you know at any sport they're pretty the same like the whole game they don't get too high they don't get too low they keep their composure you know what i mean like it could be a couple of seconds left, like, like they have the same, like, demeanor. demeanor. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, you know. I mean, if you look at, who's a good example? Um, I don't know, Steph Curry or whatever. Like, they're down, they're up. Like, he's pretty much the same, you know. I mean, if they go off, if he's doing a great shot, obviously they're going to get more hype, right? But they don't get too, you don't see him pouting, you know, mm-hmm. getting too thing. I mean, 
they'll complain about some calls if it's un, you know they think it's they're getting cheated but usually like even if they're down close game and something you know they try to stay leveled you know and i think that's important if you even look at ncaa like college volleyball like they're pretty leveled they could be down two sets already like they still have energy they have the same body language you know what i mean so i think that shows how important that is to be honest um so next one um the next part uh sign is a teammate or someone that's plays victim a lot so like how would you explain that thing playing victim i think maybe it's the type of player that they don't take um accountability yeah. for their mistakes mm-hmm. you know or and then they place um, blame. blame on point someone else you know like you know oh why can't i get my shot uh, off oh they threw me a bad pass mm-hmm. but that uh, did you go for the ball you know yeah. that's that's something i'm always asking exactly. my teams you know or um like why can't you run faster mm-hmm. oh m- my foot hurts i was like so are you saying like i don't know Sometimes I could tell when my my girls are faking like injuries to yeah. get out of running, you yeah, know. Yeah, making excuses. Yeah, making excuses. I mean, making excuses for a lot of things, right? The weight room, or even just like getting through that last run or lap or whatever, playing victim. Like, I mean, yeah, for volleyball, we see it all the time, you know. So they blame their lack of success or or their performance because of someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, purely. I mean, yeah, it's a team game. I think we all have a put a, a hand in it. Obviously, can't play by yourself. But those players, uh, you know, that have that negative mindset, they blame. You know, like Someone I else. didn't get my kills because of this, because mm-hmm. of her, or I didn't get set enough. You know, or I'm a victim. Coach is cheating me. If only, if only I got to play a little more, I could show, I could prove myself. I can get kills like that too, but coach doesn't like me. Yeah. Or you know, my the setter's not setting me because she doesn't like me. She's saying something <laughs> else. Like I've, I've, I've seen oh all that. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, that's like, a, that's like that. in basketball. Oh, I can't shoot because I don't get the ball. Yeah, they're not passing. You know? oh, they're, they're or keeping the ball away from you or something. Or like this that. person ball hogs. You yeah. know, just pointing fingers and playing a victim. I mean, we see that all the time. Like, I feel like I've experienced that even with like adults. Like, you know, like in life in general. Like yeah. People that just play victim. Like, they don't take accountability and they don't take things into their own hands kind of i mean like i said there's obviously different scenarios and stuff but most of the time if you have that mindset i mean you're just gonna keep on being negative and you're never gonna take responsibility for anything you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think our most successful championship teams this the best players they took all the blame actually even though it wasn't even their fault you know yeah what I mean? like i remember I remember uh, you remember Tati mm-hmm. when she was, I want to say, was it her senior year? Like, was we, were, we were at that um, Doherty Valley tournament, uh-huh. and we lost in the, in, the, in the finals. I don't remember that one, but I was thinking about um, the Newark set we lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. too? But yeah, wha- what about the Doherty Valley like one? I, I remember, so we were at the Doherty Valley, right, um, you know, going through the tournament. We make it to the finals, so we, don't, we haven't lost a game yet. And we're being carried basically by Tati, like, you know, probably averaging, I don't know, 15 kills a set. And this isn't a, t- a two-set game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and we get all the way to the, yeah, the finals, and we, we go to three. And then they have, I think they had the, I forgot what school it was. They were blue. But they had a girl that was, like, a D1 girl going to Penn State, or Penn. And she was, like, six-something, you know? But I remember it was a good game. We are going back and forth. I think we lost in three. And Tati gets, like, the last error. I think she, like, met, had a hitting error at the end. But it was, like, really close, you know? And, like, I remember after the game, she, like, just took all the blame. She was like, oh, it's my fault. Like, blah, blah. And I was telling her, I remember I was like, no, I'm glad you took that swing. Like, you're being aggressive. Don't take the blame. You know, like, you carried us actually to, to this point. You know, like she and she was six rotation, never subbed out. She was playing defense, serving everything, every statistical category. She was probably like carrying us in. And then she was our star player and everything. And she still took the blame. Like didn't blame the set that she got. Didn't blame that no one else was doing this or helping her get score points. 
And she, I remember she just took the blame, and I was like, no, it's all good. Like, you know, it's just a game. And it was the finals, and, you know, we fell short. Don't feel like it was your fault, like, you know. like. But the fact that she took all the accountability for the whole team, I was like, damn, that says a lot about her, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, at the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, what's the last mistake? So, I think we touched base a little bit about it, but yeah. making excuses. Players that make excuses yeah. all the time. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of these signs kind of go with each other yeah. and have – negative effects on mm-hmm. a team right so everything from like being a gossiper you know one that always complains or pouts having bad body language yeah. negative reaction to adversity playing the victim and and making excuses yeah making excuses man i mean like i said i feel like what i try to tell my my players is i think if you at this age when they're young and they're they're making excuses all the time they're gonna grow up and just make excuses for everything in life. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes there are legitimate, real reasons and excuses that are valid. But even so, like, you should they shouldn't get in that habit. I guess you know the habit of making excuses. Like, I think things are in their control more than they think it is. You know, and sometimes players don't want to take accountability, and so instead they rather divert. And find excuses to why you know mm-hmm. but we see it all the time man like i can't do this i can't go to weights i can't uh, go to practice um i can't go to the team bonding or like the fundraising because i have excuses but you know like the biggest excuses like don't you always get like homework yeah when we have tournaments or something like even in high school right like and for me it's like time management and planning and we talked to the girls about this, right? Like, doing schoolwork ahead of time, getting your schoolwork ahead of time. You know, at tournaments when you're traveling, you're not playing the whole 12 hours of the day. And the sun's out, like, you're playing for a couple of hours. What are you doing the rest of the day? You know what I mean? But it's easier to make an excuse, right? And, I mean, even for coaches, like, I, I know coaches who, like, they make excuses too. Yeah. We, we sometimes we try to in my mind I'm thinking excuses sometimes but usually I think I feel like when I try to make excuses I, I try my best to catch myself mm-hmm. and just be like you know what like end of the day you know like say we lost a game a championship game we can make all the excuses in the world why we lost but I try to think about well like what could I have done better yeah yeah. what did I not do the self reflection yeah you gotta right? self reflect and mm-hmm. be like you know cause like making excuses just puts you on a path of negativity and you're not gonna deal with it properly and then you're not gonna try to bounce back and make changes you know what I mean because you know I guess like looking back to like have you ever maybe now being a coach like seen ways you've dealt with a toxic teammate that was maybe the wrong way as a player and how it's how maybe you might help being a coach now yeah um like i know for sure or, or sorry go ahead <laughs> uh I, I would say like uh i ignored it mm-hmm. like you know i tried to oh, i don't want to deal with it i don't want to get involved in it so i just ignored it but actually that's actually also not good because if you don't say something you don't do something about it well it's still gonna have it on your team yeah you're still your part teammate. of the yeah. problem right so and not the solution yeah you can't just turn your head to it so i probably did that for sure um I would say, like, if it, if maybe, like, if someone's saying something to me, like, chopping back at them, you know, like, um, arguing back or complaining back, I guess, in a way, you know. I for, like I said, I for sure complained about my coach before when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I might have hopped on that with some of my teammates. But like I said, being, being a coach now, like, we were just immature kids and we didn't understand where the coach was coming from and we didn't understand what he was doing, you know. Yeah, but that's why it is important. I feel like for coaches to communicate with their team on like why they do what they do, but also it's like you should also trust your coach and respect your coach and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to know everything. You know, you're probably not supposed to know everything. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's why you have a coach. You know? Yeah, I think when I was a player, you know, I had a teammate. Like we were losing a game, and. She wasn't, she was like the best player on the team, but had like the worst attitude. Mm. And it was such a kill vibe because 
like being uh, we were seniors I knew that was the wrong thing right and I remember like telling her I was like you need to like clean this up and all that like still play hard be a good example for for the younger players to mm. follow right and you know it was like little things like this teammate would show up late to practice and like she would use the excuse of oh I had to go talk to a teacher mm. and I'm like what teacher are you talking to you know yeah. that you know you're an hour late to practice and I just it would make me so mad when I was playing like I can't I can't believe like you're that selfish to kind of ruin the experience for the team you yeah. know and then being a coach now like whenever I, I, I try to make sure that my team is held to like a high standard on how to be a good teammate yeah. and not a toxic teammate you yeah. know because like those are the skills you apply outside of sports too you know yeah. and I definitely try to share like anything I've done as a player like that was probably not the best thing I try to tell my players like oh don't make the same stupid mistakes I did yeah. you know what I mean yeah I mean uh, you know like, like what you talked like you mentioned earlier like having a toxic teammate could ruin like I said it could really ruin it like I've seen girls not want to play anymore because they don't want to play with that girl you know because that girl's toxic or that girl complains or the negative you know what I mean like it really ruin it for club like I know for sure there's like you know, let's say a team's been together. Like, sometimes players purposely leave and want to play for a different team or a different club because they're afraid to play with that girl again because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with, like, someone like that, you know. Um, and it's tough, man. Imagine going a whole season with someone that just complains and just plays victim and, you know, gossips. That's crazy, like body language. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. Like, the girl sitting on the bench with her head down, shoulder shrug, arms crossed. You know what I mean? But like I said, it's really important. Like, if you want to play in college, you you want to get recruited. You you need good body language. You need good, you know, you need good char character. I guess you know, good characteristics. You know, and I think it's important that our younger players learn this early on to how to be a good teammate. You know, like the team first mentality, honestly, you know. Um, and, yeah, it, it, need, it really needs to be like a whole culture thing, I think, on the team. And that's why if you're rebuilding a program or a team, like we're trying to get rid of stuff like this. We're trying to get rid of people with bad body language, like gossip and all the things that listed here, you know. And it starts with people that know right from wrong in the team and that helps the coach sort those people out you know mm -hmm. like you know either help um change those people and let them know that's not okay on this team or just making it um making the coach aware you know because sometimes we don't know it because i'm not in the locker room right we're not in the line in the drill after the game you know so we don't really know all the time but usually coaches will find out you know and we'll try to handle it but usually if they're a young player I try to I want I want, I'm hoping they can change I want to give them a wake-up call so they could be better you know but it's always tough when you're like old already you know like it, coaching colleges for it, if there's players like this like man it's tough because these girls are some of them like 20 you know mm -hmm. 21 years old like hard to change people at that point I think it's really important to to have these good characteristics and not not have any of these toxic traits when you're young yeah and I think if players start to realize oh man i'm developing yeah. some of these toxic traits i think they catch have to yourself, catch know. themselves right and then you know what are you going to do differently to change that mm -hmm. you know because if you keep doing the same thing you're still going to be toxic yeah. right but if you're a mature enough to take the responsibility and like maybe seek help or maybe talk to somebody to like well what what can i do to be better you know and I think that's where you have to really see like maybe I don't see that maybe good leadership skills or whatever you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, or maybe I don't have good role models to yeah. to follow I think that's that's a huge thing like yeah, if you don't have someone that's like um, 
setting a good standard and yeah example. like how do you how are you expected to follow now you have to be the one to set the standard you know yeah no that's that's on point like like i said you know the, those those girls like like what gino said and from yukon that we mentioned earlier you know why should you get to play like how how will that help you get off the bench if you have a bad attitude and you complain you know what i mean like um and also like you know on previous ep- the other episode we talked about states about um finding your role mm-hmm. you know what i mean like all this stuff plays into it you know and i think if you really want to like not help your situation then you can do all this stuff you know cause right it's not gonna work out for you being on a team you know um but for me yeah like at least for for our teams we, we want to try to avoid all this stuff you know and and like I said, it's to help the kid too. Like we don't want our players to grow up and have and rea- always react negative to adversity or complain and pout about everything, complain about their job, complain about their grades or college or the teacher, professor. You know. So, you know. But I mean, I think we're all guilty of doing a little bit of this. Yeah. But yeah. it's the if you mature, you're the one that will catch yourself and you'll learn from it and be better. You know. Obviously, some girls and guys do it more than others, right? But like I said, I think it's a really important thing that players don't really think about, man. And like you said, sometimes you might not even know that you're being toxic mm-hmm. to your team, to your teammate or something, you know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, any other tips you'd give on how to deal with this kind of stuff if you're a player today? If I was a player today, I would definitely self-reflect a lot mm. to be more aware of, like, how are my actions affecting, like, my teammates and my team because if if I'm getting a, a negative reaction from them I must be doing something wrong mm-hmm. right so I would try and figure out like how do I fix that you know and recognize it instead of maybe pushing it in the back burner like oh it's whatever yeah. type thing but then in the long run like if it really does affect the success of the team like I have to be the one to make the change you know what well, what about if um it was someone else on your team or some people on your team what would you do then like how would you like how would i deal with yeah what's the first step you take i would probably go to them directly yeah because you know if i go to someone else that's not gonna help that's not gonna help i'm just adding more um like more you, fuel so to the fire you try to handle it yeah internally i would definitely do that and then if i couldn't if i felt like i wasn't, wasn't able to yeah. i think that's where i need to reach out to hey coach yeah, like exactly th- this is my concern for the team mm-hmm. because especially if i'm observing it you know and then if i'm not the only one observing it too like then it's i feel like it's a bigger problem yeah you know that's actually yeah i think that's on point like how to deal with it like if you could address the person and nothing changes and go to the coach and give the coach the insight give him the what's tell him what's going on or her going on and then like you know let them try to help you deal with it mm-hmm. um i think that's a, like for tryouts when we're picking players for tryouts for club actually and for for high school right and when you're recruiting like i said these are the things we look at yeah but it's tough though it's tough to find these things out like how do you know if you don't know the girl they walk into tryouts like how do you know if they're you know, if they're, I mean, I guess you could, you could look at body language already, like, during trials. But, like, if they're a complainer or a gossiper, like, you don't even know. It's tough, you know. But I would probably just try to find signs, you know, and see how they're like at trials and maybe make trials, do things at trials that kind of, like, might sh- show light on this, you know. Like, make t- that's why trials are supposed to be tough. Mm-hmm. So you can see how they deal with adversity, stuff like that. Um, as much as possible, like, you know I'd say like at least for when you're recruiting in college that's why they meet with you they want to talk to you they want to they observe you at, at tournaments because they want to see your qualities and your mm-hmm. characters you know what kind of character you have you know? you know I forgot which coach this was but I remember seeing an interview and she would this is for on the basketball and she would purposely go see this team that's probably going to blow out um, the other school oh, yeah. right but the star player that they're looking at to recruit, mm-hmm. you know, some of some of the things that she's looking for is how she's reacting in in the game. Like, is she still being a good Serious, person? Yeah. You know, like, 
um, or being encouraging and stuff like that, being a good teammate. Yeah. And obviously, if, if that team is up, they're not going to play their star player, mm-hmm. you know. Then they're on the bench. Yeah, they're like on the bench. See how are they, they yeah, are they cheering for their are teammate? Are they just sitting down to take yeah. their shoes off or something? Right, or cheering. are they able to give feedback to their teammates? Like, yeah. hey, like, you know, you should try this or that, you know, like, or good job, like, you did this really well and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, um, so I, th- I, th- I saw that and I was like, wow, like, and the, and the, the crazy thing that I, I got from that was she wouldn't even tell that player that she was coming to the game. So yeah. it's like a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like, she's probably like, um, in disguise too, like low key, like not trying to blend in and stuff like that. Yeah. Just try to blend in with the crowd and just observe. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I've, I've heard like a lot of stories like that. I, I feel like I, I read some story or something about like a coach who like he already like offered the kid or something and they like they went to observe them again or something and they like revoked or they like took away their offer. Oh gosh. Because they saw something like probably obviously really bad mm-hmm. when they were watching them. So it's a big deal, man. Like, Or like they were going to offer them and they decided not to, but they were like a top recruit. You know, that's kind of like the. Sh- I don't know if you've seen the Netflix stuff, uh, Last Chance You. I haven't seen that. Yet. Like, there's uh, they have one for football and and basketball, mm-hmm. and some some of these kids that end up at like the JUCO level, it might be because of situations that didn't mm-hmm. work out yeah. or whatever. But there's been some situations where maybe something similar like that they had something going, and then got taken away, and now they have to like rebuild, you know, and that's. I mean, yeah, they're still at the JUCO, but I think because they were offered, like, maybe D1 or whatever, yeah. it's a setback for them. You know, now it's like, how do you deal with that and be able to come out still from from that? Yeah, I know of uh, I know of some, like, players in college who, like, they transfer a lot. And, like, they complain about, like, every school they've transferred to. Mm-hmm. And it's like... How credible is some of those complaints and stuff? It might just be you. Yeah, exactly. Because like if you're always complaining and you you um, are playing victim and that's how you transfer. I mean, for me, it's like if you transfer two, three times, it's kind of like let's look in the mirror a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, so I've seen that firsthand. Like on you know, and like I said, that's I, I, like we were mentioning earlier. It's important to to develop these good positive mindsets and not have these bad characteristics when you're young you know i think it's important for for parents and coaches of our young teams to discipline the kids young teach them how to be a good teammate how to be positive positive mindset you know don't take it too harsh both ways like i've had i mean it could be in your mind too like you could be complaining in your to yourself about your situation where would that get you it just gets you in a dark place a negative space you know um yeah just like maybe negative thoughts when when you deal with adversity just for yourself let's say you're dealing with yourself that's tough man that's tough to handle and that'll only make it harder for you you know or in your head you're making all the excuses why you didn't get those that kill tonight or you didn't do well tonight you're making all these excuses in your head like where would that get you you know what i'm saying so like yeah, yeah. but i think like you, s- you mentioned, one of the best ways to deal with it is to not let it keep happening if you have a teammate like that on a team and to communicate with your coach, you know, and, you know, because if we just turn a cheek, on if, you're, if, that's, if that's happening on your team and you're just ignoring it, like, well, that's your teammate, that's your team, you're not going to go far, you know? Yeah. I don't know of too many successful championship teams that have won with, like, a lot of toxic people. Yeah. You know, if if they had any, you know what I mean. Plus, the best teams to be on are the ones that don't have any toxic people. Right. Best ones to coach, like you and I, Stacey, We've had teams with no toxic people, or maybe one or barely, and like it was the best teams we coached. Yeah, I think like being a coach too. It's like when you recognize that there is a toxic player, and you don't do anything about it, like. It's it om- it almost sends a message to the te- the rest of the team like yeah. oh that you're you're letting Allowing this it, yeah. happen yeah so I think even for coaches that are out there or parents and stuff like that 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 see it like it's it, it does 
send a message and you have to really be careful with that Mm -hmm. you know i i just you know i remember being a young coach and like kind of letting players yeah and then it bit me in the butt but i definitely learned from it you know and then i think that's why like once um i really honed in onto like what am i going to be about as a coach to pass that on like i just made sure like the toxic environment and culture was not one that i wanted to be a part of i think yeah one thing people don't realize is like say for us if we're building a championship team or rebuilding as i say like it can't it's not just the coach that could fix all of it like it's the people the players i mean on the team you know what i mean it's the players on the team that stand up and say like no we're not doing this this year we're not talking negative we're not you know we're, we're not being negativity to the locker room we're not gossiping we're not complaining you know what i mean like yeah people gotta call that out because or making excuse for why we lost you yeah know? like what's <laughs> acceptable in your team in your locker room like the players have more impact sometimes than the coach because we're not in the locker room we're not the ones you know like leaders captains of a team have the have a big impact like and you set the standard you know like kind of like if the whole team if the majority complains then people are gonna think it's okay to complain if you're one complainer out of the whole team only and you're the one by yourself guess what you're probably not gonna you're probably you're probably gonna stop because no one else is complaining no one else is doing it you know what i mean yeah very true if you're the one person making excuses and everyone else isn't you're gonna be like up you know i'm the odd one out here right probably gonna stop you know (laughs) so like i said it makes a big difference like you know players can make a big difference and they can really help the coach out you know Mm -hmm. but um but yeah i think it's gonna wrap up today uh tonight's episode i guess huh yeah i think we touched base a lot on just you know kind of basic ways to deal with a toxic teammate and i'm i'm pretty sure like we might touch base again with it and go in depth but I'm sure if someone listening understands like where we're coming from and sees the bigger picture that being a toxic player on a team is not helpful to the team's success, you know? Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up tonight's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Make sure to um, subscribe and follow on Apple uh, podcasts, Spotify. And, you know, we're just trying to build the, the followers and, really put ourselves out there so yeah yeah we're gonna make this you know we're trying to make th- this podcast just talk about stuff to bring insight and like it's like, like our main focus is behind the scenes and things that maybe aren't always said or talked about you know yeah so exactly yeah we appreciate everyone who's listening yeah and we'll see you at the next episode thank you